0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Gobby and welcome to What's Gobby Cooking in Quarantine. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Gobby. I'm the founder of What's Gobby Cooking, a food website. I'm a best-selling author, and now I'm a podcast host. What's Gobby Cooking in Quarantine is your one-stop shop for all your food and cooking related questions. We'll be talking tips and tricks, how to store food, how to put together meals based on what's in your pantry, and so much more. Plus, every episode, I'm going to be highlighting a super cool company that's doing awesome things in terms of home delivery, since we're all limiting the amount of time we spend at the grocery store. So without further ado, this is What's Got be Cooking in Quarantine. All right, guys, happy Monday. Tomorrow is a very, very big day. Cookbook number three, Eat What You Want, is out in the world. And I couldn't be more excited for this to get into your guys' hands. I can't even wait. There's so many giveaways and exciting things that are happening starting tomorrow. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, let's do a podcast. Let's get to our first question. Hey, Gabby, this is Brittany from Los Angeles. I am an aspiring food blogger. I just launched my food blog in December. I just hit a thousand followers. It's very small, but I really look up to you when I have your cookbooks and you're such a big role model for me. And I'm using this quarantine time to really dedicate some time for my food blog. What are some really good tips that you can give to someone who's just starting a food blog? All right. Thank you. Stay and Stay safe. Hi, Brittany. Thanks for calling. I'll give you a pass. It's pronounced Gobby, but that's OK. We can still be friends. Let's talk about food blogging. I feel like that's a great I mean, when I first started my food blog, it was 2009, 2010. The technology wasn't really there yet. I had no idea what I was doing and I really had no idea what I was doing until about 2013 is when I started taking it really seriously. But I would say a couple things. There's so much room for everybody in this space. I think the key is to find your own voice and to create content that's authentic to you. So if you are inspired by whoever's recipes, like give them a shout out on your blog or on your Instagram, or if you're creating completely new recipes all the more power to you. Go for it. I just think you have to figure out what your brand is or what you want your brand to be that's authentic to you and then go for it. It's the best advice anybody ever gave me. And when I started taking What's be Cooking really seriously, I was working with one of my friends who's a mentor and she was helping me craft what the messaging was. And I just basically word vomited to her for weeks on end. And when we came back to the table a few weeks later, she was like, Oh, Gobby, this is so easy. Like your brand is definitely the California girl. Like you're the girl next door. You're making everything approachable. Nothing too complicated. You don't take life too seriously. California girl done like in this beautiful little package. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. It was that easy. But I think sometimes it takes trying to figure out like talking to someone about what it is you stand for and how you function. And then for that person to help you look at it from like a bird's eye point of view, because a lot of times we're so in the thick of it as a human. Like it's hard to see the greater picture of what you're creating. Also, the other thing is I have a page on my website called Ask Gobby, and that has a lot of answers to questions about how I got started and, you know, how things worked out and when we decided to bring on a team and all that kind of stuff. So check out the Ask Gobby section of my site. I think that would be really helpful. Good luck. I mean, hitting a thousand followers is huge. Congratulations. This is the perfect time to be focusing on something like growing your own brand. So all the more power to you and good luck. Hi, Gabi. This is Noelle Vogel in Manhattan. I make your mascarpone garlic mashed potatoes on a weekly basis for me and my roommate. They're his absolute favorite. And since they are a little rich and we've been indulging a little bit too much over quarantine, I'm just curious if there are some maybe dairy-free options or a little bit lighter. Thank you so much. Looking forward to hearing your answers. Thank you. Hi, Noel, I basically just want to tell you that I love you for making mashed potatoes on a weekly basis. That gives me so much joy. And honestly, I think during quarantine, we should all redo Thanksgiving. Like let's just do it over again. I mean, obviously we're not going to cook the whole thing, but like maybe we should have stuffing and mashed potatoes and like pick a date and all celebrate Thanksgiving again. You just feel like it might be the right move. Okay. So we're talking about the best mashed potatoes ever, which are on my blog. There's a link to them down in the show notes, but here's the deal for those of you who have not made them. Here's the general premise of what's in them. It's Yukon gold potatoes, heavy creamer, whole milk, butter, Parmesan, mascarpone cheese, garlic, salt and pepper and chives. So here's what I would do if you wanted to lighten these up a bit. I would keep almost everything the same except for I would ditch the heavy cream or the whole milk and use unsweetened, unflavored almond milk. That's going to give it the moistness without having the heavy cream or the whole milk. And then instead of butter, use olive oil. Totally. Although like I love butter. I think there's nothing wrong with using butter all the time. But if you just wanted to do something else and change up the flavor profile a little bit, you could totally go with olive oil. You could ditch the parm if you want. You could leave out the Parmesan cheese, but I wouldn't ditch the mascarpone cheese because that gives it that nice creamy flavor. If you don't have any of that on hand, though, you can also use cream cheese. Just saying. So... That's what I would do. You could also fold in like wilted spinach or kale or something like that to give it like a little bit more green so you can at least like feel a little healthier. <laughs> I just really like lying to myself about those kinds of things. But that's probably what I would do to make that just a little bit lighter. But also, at the same time, eat what you want. Go for it. Like live your best life. This is quarantine. Anything goes. Hi, Gobby. My name is Marley. I live in Portland, Oregon. And on Amazon Prime Day, like two years ago, I bought an Instant Pot on a whim and have never figured out how to use it. I find it quite complicated and I can't figure out the best things to do with it. So I feel like quarantine is the time to figure out my Instant Pot and I'm hoping you can help me. Thank you. Hi Marley, thanks for calling in. Great question about the instant pot. Here's what I like to make in it. I don't know if you saw but last week I made instant pot beans, which is a recipe on my site. Like when you make like beans, like not canned beans, just regular beans straight from the bag, haven't been soaked or anything. They usually cook in about an hour in an instant pot, so that's my favorite thing to make in there. A lot of people like to cook rice in the Instant Pot. I feel like that's great. We make sushi rice in it frequently. And then I just like douse it with a little rice vinegar when it's done to give it that little like bite. Another thing I love doing in it is meat. So like pork, beef, chicken thighs, any of that, if you put in with your favorite sauce, whether it's a salsa or a barbecue sauce or... I don't know, any kind of marinade and you push pressure cook it on the meat setting. It's going to basically cook your meat so quickly that it's really easily shreddable. And then you can take that shredded meat and fold it into enchiladas, quesadillas, tacos, quinoa bakes, pasta bakes, you name it. Those are my top things in the Instant Pot, all of which have recipes on the blog. The other thing people love are hard-boiled eggs. But if you're like a diehard what Cooking fan, you know I'm deathly afraid of hard-boiled eggs. There's something about the consistency of a hard-boiled yolk that makes me want to run into the hills and hide forever. So I have to be honest and say I've never done it before, but I know it's possible. But also the thing about an Instant Pot is it's very forgiving. Like you can pressure cook a lot of things, shred it up, and just see how it works. So good luck with it. If you go to the master list on my blog, you'll see the Instant Pot that I have it's not the biggest one. You do not need to buy the biggest one unless you're a family of like 75. I feel like it's huge. The one on there is perfect for like me and Thomas would work for a family of two, four, or six. All right, who's next? Hello, Gobby. This is Joseph Darwin and my wife, Olivia, calling from Roanoke, Virginia. I don't hear many husbands call in, but Olivia is a huge fan of yours, which makes me a huge fan because your recipes are amazing. So we're calling for both affirmation and advice. Hi, Gobby. So, Joseph is quite the outdoorsman, and lately he has been going out looking for morel mushrooms, and last weekend he found about two pounds worth of these mushrooms. So, our questions are, one, can we safely cook and eat these at home, and two, if we can, do you have any recommendations or recipes for these wild mushrooms. Joseph says that they are a real culinary gem and highly valued in French cuisine, so I want to make sure that we prepare them well. Um, thank you so much. I was hesitant to call into the story because we're not weird mountain people like this story might make us seem. We would love to be best friends with you and Thomas, but we are big fans and hope you're doing well. Hi, Joseph and Olivia. You guys are the cutest couple I've ever heard. Like, I'm in. We're friends. Like, if you can bring some morels to the table and we can cook dinner together, I am there. Okay, so morel mushrooms, for everyone who has never had one before, they're not easy to find. I normally, when I find them, they're at the farmer's market. I don't think I've actually ever seen fresh morels at a grocery store. You can, however, buy dried morels at most grocery stores. They're amazing. They're one of the most flavorful mushrooms I've ever had. They're good in a number of recipes, which I'll get to in a minute. I would say you want to seek out morels that are fresh and firm and dry. If they're soggy or soft or wet, Probably not the best idea to cook with them. That means they've gone bad. So keep your eyes out for ones that are fresh and firm and dry. They shouldn't have a weird smell or anything to them. Those are the safer bet. You'll also just want to look. This is gross. I apologize in advance but you just kind of want to check them for critters, especially when you're foraging in the wild, like morels, there are holes in them. So like they can be a home to certain things. So just check really well to make sure there are no bugs in them. Okay, so let's assume that the morels are great. They're good to go. You just want to trim the bottom like woodsy part off. You're just going to, it's like the tough end of each stem. You're going to chop that off and then slice it in half lengthwise, like hot dog style. And I like to cook them over high heat, to brown them in olive oil, and then add butter later to give it a little flavor. You need to like really cook morel. So I like to do it in olive oil. You don't want the butter to burn. And you can add garlic, you can add shallots. Like you said, you could add butter at the end, maybe a splash of soy sauce or vinegar herbs are incredible. And then you can fold them into everything. You can put them on top of pasta. You can put them on top of fish, chicken, beef, risotto. All that kind of stuff is fair game when it comes to morels or any mushroom for that matter. One other thing I will mention about all mushrooms is when you're cooking them, you really want to make sure there's plenty of room in the pan. You don't want to overcrowd the pan because mushrooms, they release a lot of moisture. So you need the moisture to be evaporated in the pan rather than like All of the mushrooms get being too close together and then just like sitting and basically boiling in the juices. Like you really want them to have a nice sear to them. All mushrooms. I did Elton Brown's podcast once and we had like a 20 minute conversation about mushrooms and we basically bonded over them. So they're very near and dear. To my heart. And so that's all I have to say about Morels. Okay, let's talk about a super cool company. Last week I will tell you, this is a first-world problem, but I'm just gonna be honest with you guys. I ran out of chocolate chips and I tried to order them on Instacart. I tried to order them on Amazon, and then I was like, why am I ordering these on Amazon? Like other people have other things that need to be ordered. So I did a little digging. There's a company called Guitard, G-U-I-T-T-A-R-D. Google them. They have, I've been a fan of them for ages, but I totally spaced that I could order chocolate from them. You can order any kind of chocolate chips. You can order the chocolate discs that you see in a lot of like fancy pastry, like style cookies and recipes. You can order cocoa powder from them. You can order Everything. There's no delay in their shipping. They are absolutely crushing it. And their product is amazing. So for those of you who messaged me about where to find chocolate chips, you've got the answers now. You can get semi-sweet dark chocolate. You can get mint. You can get white chocolate. Sky's the limit. Guitar.com. They're amazing. Go check them out. And that's it. All right, that's it for today's What's Gabi Cooking in Quarantine podcast. Be sure to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the foreseeable future until quarantine is over. <laughs> if you have any questions that you want answered, give me a call, 888-338-4429 and leave me a voicemail. Or if you have a super cool small company you know about that deserves to be highlighted, leave it as a voicemail as well. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen and follow along with What's Gabi Cooking on Instagram and Twitter. And for more recipes, check out what'scobbycooking.com. And I will talk to you guys very soon.